Today's show is pre-recorded. everybody you are listening to the voice come on now dig me one and only steve harvey man got a radio show what god doing y'all huh what he doing what he doing in your life he doing something he moving he working don't lose your patience though see i did that before don't lose your patience don't 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 get so sick of waiting that you take matters into your own hands don't do that Boy, you're blowing it. Listen to me. You're listening to somebody who's done it that way. I had a dream. I had a vision. I had some hope. I had some faith. I had some aspirations. But I got a little impatient waiting on it. So I tried a couple other things, move it along. Boy, I can't tell you how I messed it up. Then I messed it up then because God gave me the power of decision. What I had to do was then, after I took matters into my own hand, messed it up. Now, guess what? He still got something for me, but now I got to fix all the mistakes now. I got to straighten them out. I got to suffer some consequences. I got to pay for my transgressions. All of that. All of that. It's got to go down. You can't do something wrong and not pay for it. It's just, it's, you call it karma, call it whatever you want to call it. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Every action. If it just stays sunny all the time, you might think it's cool, but there's going to be a reaction to it. Ain't no dark, ain't no shade, ain't no break, ain't no rain. Going to be hard if it's just sunny all the time. Vice versa. So you need You need the opposite. You need the darkness so you can get your break from that sun. You need the rain so you can nourish the roots so so that sun 
can, it can soak up the sun and get the benefit of the sun. If you don't get the opposite, you you got a problem, man. And it happens throughout nature. It happens throughout your life. Don't think that you can do wrong and not have to pay for that. What you think this is, man? We, 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 we think, man, because we done made a decision that we think is best for us. And no matter how it affects nobody else, we got the right to make that call. No, you don't. Whoever is telling you that, whoever's misguiding you into the gang life, telling you, yeah, man, you need to be this way to be down with us. I tell you what, get yourself stuck on Chuck with that gang. See how many of them be there for you. Oh, they'll go around the corner with you and start shooting. But, okay, when it's time to do some time and and, and they can lessen their sentence, you're going to get that time. They're going to point their finger dead at you. I watch 48 Hours all the time, man. I watch Lock Up Raw all the time. All the time, man. All the time. Ain't no real cold dudes out there just holding to the mantra and sticking to it. Even the mob turns stateside evidence, go fed, all that. Now, we in the hood, we done created this ignorant mess called no snitching. With that ignorant mess, you don't even understand. No snitching was created by criminals as a code of honor. If you do dirt and you get busted doing the dirt, don't bring my name up if I was with you. That's a code of honor amongst the thieves. Now, so many code of honor thieves that then came out of prison and ain't got no honor. They done bought that stuff back to the street. Now it's all in the neighborhood. No snitching. No snitching. You got to be crazy. That's for people who disobey the law. That's who people have made a code of honor amongst themselves as thieves. Hey man, if you get busted, don't drag me down with you. Just do your time. Oh man, you can't bring that stuff out here to me. I'm a law-abiding citizen. Dog, I'm trying to live right over here, man. I don't want no crack house up the street from my mama's house. I'm trying to do right out here, man. You can't do wrong and expect wrong not to come to you. You got to make a decision every day to do right. God ain't got no protection you on dirt. You got what you got coming. You made a decision. You go down there to get some, you you might got get got. See, we got to, come on, I'm, I'm talking to so many men out here right now. I should have said that in the beginning, but my conversation kind of got away from me. I was going to talk to you about something else this morning. But this just on me, man, because our communities, man, it's just going to the pot, man, because ain't nobody caring about nobody else. Don't nobody care when they see that young dude over there doing wrong. Look at them fools over there. Man, go over there and talk to one of them. Pull them to the side, man. You might not be able to approach the group, but you can approach an individual. Come here, young man. Let me talk to you. I saw you the other day. Man, you look like you got something going on in your life. What's happening with you? Let me talk to you, man. Let me share something I learned. I was doing what you was doing. You know, it's like Tommy did a prank phone call one time as a limo driver. And uh, the dude, the prank was, he called this limo company to ask this limo driver to take him to this location late at night. And the limo driver got a young business. He going, yeah, okay, I got you. I don't normally work like that, but how long you need it? He said, for just about an hour. He said, well, I'm going to have to charge you for the full three, though, because a three-hour minimum. Tommy told him, no, I just need it for one hour. He said, okay, right, I'll give you a break, young man. You're trying to do something. Where you want to go? He gave him the address. The man stopped writing. He said, that's a bank. He said, yeah. He said, you want to go to the bank at 1230 at night? He said, yeah, and I'm going to be in for a few minutes, and when I come out that bank, I need for you to flow it. That The dude with the limo, he stopped writing. He said, hold, hold on, hold, hold on, man. You want me to take you to a bank 1230 at night? You're going to be in there for a few minutes, and you're going to come out, and you want me to flow it. He said, sir, 
I don't do stuff like that. He said, you got the wrong company. He said, what made you call here? He said, hey, man, don't worry about that. You a limo company. You just drive. He stopped and took the time out. He said, young man, let me tell you something. He said, I've been down before. I've been locked up before. It ain't pretty. He said, that's what's wrong with you young people today. Instead of going to get a job trying to work your way, you always looking for some fast money. He said, I'm going to tell you what I already know. Don't go down there messing with them people's money like that because they love that money way more than they love you. And they're going to do something to you down there. Now, you stop this foolishness, and I'm not carrying you nowhere, but I'm going to take a little bit of time out to tell you something. Don't go down here with messing with these people's money because it ain't going to go good. They're going to take care of their business when it comes to that money. Tommy kept insisting to this man to pick him up in the limo. It was a prank phone call. But the point I'm making is the man took out time. He could just hung the phone up. But you know what he said? He said, hold up, young man. Let me hip you to something. Because the brother had been locked up before. He said, no, no, no. See, I done that when I was young. Now, I'm going to stop and I'm going to take some moment out to tell you. I'm up here working, man, trying to earn an honest living. I ain't going back down there. Because I didn't, I didn't, they make you eat what they want you to eat. You don't want the food. You got to get up when they say get up. You got to stay where they say stay. Live with who they say live. He said, man, you don't want that. And he just tried to talk the young man out of it. You can change a young man's mind with a conversation. A conversation can change a young man's mind. Most of these young men that are misguided ain't having conversations with real men. They just not having them. And it's up to us who know what manhood is, is to start delivering the message. The, the problem that we have in our communities, we can solve ourselves. It done escalated to a point because we who are men won't stop on our corporate climb and our day-to-day making money and trying to ball out. We won't stop and grab some of these young soldiers and tell them the truth about manhood. That's the real deal, okay? So I went there. I don't know where that came from. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now, I've been starting off with just songs that are just out of nowhere that just meant something to me. And uh, I don't have one. That's jazz. Oh, there you go. <laughs> jazz. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. It I just was, came to you. I was talking, uh-huh. and it just blurted out. And, and Eddie Levert just came out. Man, I don't know what to. I, I'm Cleveland, sorry. Cleveland, Cleveland. Cle- it was just in me. <laughs> Rode my bike down to Leo Casino when I was 15 years old because mm-hmm. my brothers was going down there to see the OJs. I rode my bike down there, parked it on the side by the tavern, Crawled in the basement window, went up wow. the steps to watch the OJs. Really? Body uh, security guard grabbed me and said, "What your punk ass doing in here?" <laughs> <laughs> I just started hollering because I was so scared of this dude, man. My little skinny ass. He said, "I'm gonna whoop your ass. You come up in here." And I, but praise God, my brother saw him. Uh-huh. My brother uh-huh. walked up to me and said. What the hell you doing in here, boy? I'm sorry, I'm finna whoop his ass. My brother said, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold. You finna whoop who ass? <laughs> A reprieve from the governor, the red phone. Went. I was on death row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this dude was finna beat me. I got out. 
Never saw the OJs, never heard a note. Oh, that night. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Only good yeah. thing happened when he put me back up through that window. You gonna take your little ass back up that window you came out of. Show me how you got in here. Took him downstairs, showed him how I got to push my little ass back up. The only good thing was my bike was still there. Yeah. Thank God for that. Rolled back from 55th down to 112. Went on That's in the house. That's a long way. That's all like a long way. <laughs> ride your wow. ass from 55th down to 112. That's it. I used to ride downtown all the time. Public Square, 112 blocks. Ride down Whoa. there. Whoa. That's what you, you were in shape, weren't you? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a long ass ride. <laughs> it, it wasn't no other way to get out. I ain't got no money yeah. for no damn bus. <laughs> so yeah, we know. It. You wouldn't take nobody with you. We know. We definitely. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, you do Wahoo! remember that time I tried to take you somewhere. Your little ass kept falling off the handlebar. <laughs> you didn't want. You didn't know how to hold on good. <laughs> Feet couldn't touch the nuts on the wheel in the front. So now you just up there with your legs swinging. You done fell off the damn handlebar. Now I done ran over your ass. What? Yeah. God damn, I ran over my nephew. You ran him over? Thank God he fell forward. He fell forward. I was, you know, laughing though while he trying to pick you up. That's the problem. It was funny though. All right, well, listen, <laughs> we're all here. I never apologized to you about that either. <laughs> oh, Coming now up. you going to try? Oh, no, I said I never apologize. We'll be back with the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, it's time for Steve's favorite segment. It's called Ask the CLO. Now, Steve, you ready? Are you ready? Stay ready. All right, here we go. This one is from Tab in D.C. Uh, Tab says, I'm 49 and I'm dating a man that's 74. Okay, he looks like he's my age and he's very athletic and energetic. We have a big problem in the bedroom and it's not what you think. His problem is that he doesn't know when to stop. The sex can go on for an hour and I have to work, run errands and do other stuff. So he needs to wrap it up sooner. He admitted that he's on medication and a side effect is increased sexual desire desire he's called me a lightweight and said he'll have to find someone else that is up to the challenge i hate it when he says stuff like that do you think he's just joking (laughs) well let's go over a couple things (laughs) first first of all first of all the 74 and last too long in medication he's lost feeling in certain areas so the last and longest don't worry he done lost a lot of feel he knows so don't worry about that. That, that all that on, hours and all that. Yeah, you know, you know, you need to pick up pay. You a lightweight. I need to get somebody else. And the other thing you said was you forty nine and he's seventy four and he looked your age. Now hold up. <laughs> You're not going for it. You're not. He's athletic and energetic. She says, Steve. He's seventy four uh-huh. and he looked your age. Or what? <laughs> he's seventy four. And you look his age. <laughs> I didn't think about that. See, I oh, just she I didn't look say that. that. Well, I looked at all of it when you asked me something. We in here problems. Because he might not be all that athletic and energetic. Just your ass is older than 49 physically. And maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe you thinking he more than he really is because you ain't what you saying you are. Let the church say amen. Let's move on. Amen. Amen. Amen Sometimes the answer is in your own damn question. I believe her. 
Uh-huh. Uh, maybe she ain't athletic. She ought to get athletic. She would be more like 49. Most 49, your women still got it. So she ain't. Mm. Well, well, he's 74. Well, he got medication you know. that increases his. That's Viagra. That's yeah. what that is. No, what else it's is increased, it? It increases your sexual, sexual desire. desire. What else? Uh-huh. What are you taking? Yeah. Once again, if you have something else, sir, please write into this show. <laughs> this became another segment. Man, because yesterday some dude took a shot. Yeah. What? And the strawberry letter, yeah. A shot. And he wasn't going through that pain no more. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. This one's from, uh, we're moving on. This one's from Delisa in Chicago. She says, I'm a single female in my late 20s, and I'm a bartender. I met a new guy in the bar. He was handsome and friendly and always tipped well. He asked me on a date, and we really hit it off. He lives in an upscale building with a doorman, and he drives a very nice car. I asked him where he works, and he says he's a kept man, and his sugar mama lives in the suburbs. She's unhappily married and very rich. He said he sees her only twice a month and gets paid well. He asked me if I had a problem with it, and I'm trying to have an open mind. Is this a deal breaker? Well, he's not finna be yours. Mm. You know, you can date him if you want to. You're in your late 20s. You can date him if you want to. He's, he told you he's a kept man. He's not finna be yours, and he's not, he not finna be unkept. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. So now, you, you're not going to yeah. get him. Let me explain something to you. When a man open up and tell you that, it's for one reason and one reason only. What's that? To see if you're willing to go along with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He ain't got nothing invested in you. He ain't in love with you. So now he just want to see if you want to go along with it. You part of the other part of the game. Mm. I can okay. have a woman and I'm be a kept man, and I can and I can get with this little young fine thing. And you finna yeah. be the young fine thing. And if you go along with it, that's it. Is it a deal breaker? Do you want to share your man? He ain't your man anyway, but do you want to share him with somebody else? Do you then, want a husband? Yeah. yeah, you're not finna get a husband out of this. He a gigolo. Gigolos. All right, right Get lonely, too. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're going to love this name, Steve. <laughs> Bertel. Bertel. <laughs> Bertel in Tulsa. <laughs> Bertel says, I'm a married man, and I've been having sex with my pastor's wife for about three weeks. We Ah. used to date before either of us got married, and she's got the best skills of any woman I've ever been with. I made up all kinds of lies about about the pastor, so my wife wouldn't want to join the church, but she did (laughs) anyway, and she dragged me to the church with her. I knew it would only be a matter of time before the first lady got under my skin because we can't resist each other. I love my wife, but the pastor's wife and I have so much chemistry. How can I get her out of my system? No, you you can't. You can't. You got to stop seeing her. But you can't. What? See, (laughs) see, no, see, his question is, ladies, listen to the question. How can I get her out of my system? Uh-huh. He ain't asked you nothing about no. how can I stop seeing her because the answer is simple. Don't go over there no more. Yeah. See, now he trying to make it like it's more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. It's not, dog. At all. It's mm-hmm. not. Well, you what is whipped. he going to tell his wife? You like it. What? What is he going to tell his wife about the church? Why, tell why his wife. The church. 
About why they're leaving the church, yeah. No, his wife going to find out. No, he got to quit going over to see her. His wife going to find out. Let me tell you something about you. He just need to go to hell. If you <laughs> are screwing another woman and that woman comes around, your wife going to know it. Oh, yeah. You can keep, keep putting it in her face if you want to, partner. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, our special guest will be the U.S. Surgeon General, Jerome M. Adams. But right now, the nephew is here to run that prank back. What you got for us, Neff? I want to date your mama. Oh, see, right there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to date your mama. Steve, how would you do it again, please? Let's... Uh, today's prank is I want to date your mother. See? That's it? Honey, <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing what in there. What do you need? I know. Yeah. Put some prank on that. Put something on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how to prank because obviously you're the king of it, but I was just talking about the introductions could use a lot of work. <laughs> you got to put some more flavor on that. Try now, again. see, the flavor is in the prank. Yeah, but put know. some seasoning on that intro, though. Yeah, see, that's that's where you and I differ. And so, once again, just do what you want to do. All right. All right. I, how did he say I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't. I want to date your mom. Well, do you, man. Run it. Boo. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach, uh, I'm trying to reach Miss Burns. This is James, this is her son. Uh, how, how you doing, man? My name is Gordon. Gordon I just recently joined the church, man, within the last month, and I was trying to get in touch with, with Miss Burns. Uh, one of the members gave me a number, but I guess they, they must have gave me the wrong number, I guess. It's, is this a home number, or what? what is this? Oh, hold up, hold up. Who, 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 who is this again? My name is Gordon. Gordon, I'm, I'm, I'm a new member at the church. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, is this your number? Yeah, man. This is my phone number. I'm James. I'm her son. Oh, that's your mom. Okay, that's your mother. Right. All right. Well, yeah, my bad, man. I was trying to get in touch with Miss Burns. Now, is, do you have a, um, a cell or a home number somewhere I can get in touch with Miss Burns? Wait, wait, tell me, tell me, tell me. You, you, your name is what? Gordon, Gordon. Gordon, right. I just joined the church, man, so I might not have met you yet, James. Okay, well, God bless you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Is, is there any way I could get your mom's uh, home number from you? Uh, I mean, you, you just joined the church. I mean, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to talk to her. I mean, is there anything? Is there a message I could pass on to her though? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if it's all right for, uh, for me to take her out. I, I've been seeing her for the last. Hold up, 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 hold up. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me now, you, you were just saying that you were a new member to the church. And somebody gave you, or they were attempting to give you my mother's number, and you're asking me if you could take her out, man? Well, I wasn't asking you. I thought I had her phone number. I guess they gave me your number by mistake. Uh, you know, that's my reason for calling. I thought I was going to get her. I want to take her out, you know, maybe to dinner or something. Uh, well, I'll be quite honest, man. I just came back home from overseas from fighting and everything, man. And, uh, I mean, you know, my pops just passed away not too long ago, and I ain't. You know, I ain't too keen on my mama going out with somebody. And besides, you, you don't even sound like you her age. She in her 60s, man. How old are you, man? I'm 36. Get the hell out of here. You How old, man? I'm 36. I'm 34. What the f- is you doing? You, you do realize my mom is pushing 60, right? Well, you know what, man? I, I look at it like uh, James, right? James, I look at it like, it's, you know, Age ain't nothing but a number, man. It's, it's what's in your heart, man, and how you carry yourself, you know? Yeah, but so my mom, hey, 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 but my mom ain't no cougar like that, and I know she ain't coming after you. 
right now. I remember her telling me that she trying some new things at this church, but going out with some that's 30, 30, how do you, you a baby, man. I'm, like, I'm, 30, I'm 36, dude. Man, you you like my brother or something, man. Ain't nowhere in the world my mama gonna be dating. Well, okay, 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 James, James, uh, let me say this, man. First of all, I didn't even know I was calling you. Second of all, I'm calling to speak with her. I'm not calling trying to get permission from you. Miss Burns is a grown woman. Miss Burns can decide. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Now, I don't think you heard me, man. I just came back from fighting overseas. My pops passed away not too long ago. I am the man of the house. Let's get that straight right now, all right? I don't care if I'm still living at home or not. I'm the man of this house, all right? You calling to ask my mama on a date? Okay. Yeah, you might as well just stick to church, dog, because, you know, as I said, be blessed. But it ain't going to be no blessing from me to you. I tell you that right now. Okay. I'm not looking for a blessing from you at all, brother. You might now, want now, to I've look got, for I, a blessing. But I respect the fact that you've been overseas and you've been fighting for this country, okay? But if I decide I want to... Uh, speak to Miss Burns about going out. I think Miss Burns has every right to decide if she would like to go out with Gordon or not. And Gordon wants to take her out. I just Hold f- up. Hold the f- up. Look, bro, I don't care how old you say you are, all right? Number one, you're too young, as I already mentioned, all right? This f- ain't going down with you and my mom. Right, I'm th- Straight up. Hey, man, that's for your mama to decide. No, no, no. You, you bringing up my mama, you letting the word your mama come out your mouth again, that's going to get you f- up. All right? I don't know where you from. I don't give a f- how old you are. I'm 36, man. I know what church my mama go to, and, and it ain't going to be her and you. You ain't going to be asking her out. All right? I don't give a f- what it takes. I will show up on Sunday, catch your f- in the pulpit, or wherever you're going to be sitting, in the back, in the choir. It don't matter. Something is going down. You are not going to get with my mama like that. Got that? That's up for your mama to decide. If your mama want to go out with me to have dinner, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. I'm I'm deciding it right now. It ain't going to happen. I told you before, be blessed or get your whooped. You got two choices, all right? I didn't fight overseas three years to come back and also deal with my daddy dying and then come back. Man, I'm suffering from PSD, dog. I don't know what the I'm going to do unless you want to get it like that. Suffer from what? A PSD. Post-traumatic stress syndrome, and I will release all that on you. You got that? Uh, I don't play say, that. Hey, hey, man, listen, I don't want no trouble. It don't matter to me. You can oh, catch oh, it. Oh, okay, look, man, listen, I ain't trying to have no trouble out you, man. All I'm going to say is this right here. I'm a, I'm a, I'll am I'm talk to your mom on Sunday, okay? You ain't going to talk to me. Are you not hearing me, man? I'm, uh, okay. I'm going crazy right now. Okay, can I say this? Can I say one more thing to you, man? Before you explode. You ain't got nothing else to say. I got one more thing before you explode, man. Is you listening? Yeah, man. James? What? Hey, man, I want to tell you this, man. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your mama <laughs> got me to prank phone call you. Get the f- out of here. Is this who? Hey, man, this is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Your mama told me, she said, my son been overseas, he's been fighting. I'm glad to have him home. She said, we got to get him back in the spirit of laughing. Man, my mama, are you are you kidding me, man? We got you good. We listen to this show overseas, man. First of all, I got to say thank you for fighting for this country. I want to ask you one more thing. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, nothing but the Steve Harvey morning show. 
get it overseas and in the States, dog. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I go through Paul's shirt. You all, you know you did. Yes, you played you know, too much. You already know. Mamas need yeah. love too, though, don't you? Of yeah, course. Don't talk about dating We're nobody. Both mothers. Yeah. I wish you would talk about dating mine. <laughs> <laughs> I might call you next week. <laughs> I might call you next week. <laughs> all right, coming up at the top of the hour, the U.S. Surgeon General will be our special guest. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, and let me make this introduction, everybody. Our special guest holds the distinguished title of Surgeon General of the United States, which simply means one thing, everybody. He is the nation's doctor. Uh, His goal is to advance the health of American people with better health through better partnerships. And right now he's focused on informing us on how we can slow down the spreading of COVID-19 and save lives. And we're honored to have him join us for the first time this morning. Please welcome to the morning show, Vice Admiral Jerome M. Adams. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome. welcome. So morning. nice to have Good morning. you. Hey, it is a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it's also an honor to serve as just the second African-American male to be Surgeon General of the United States. The other was wow. Dr. David Thatcher. And uh, I'm a big believer that you've got to see it uh, to be it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I didn't see a lot of black uh, black doctors growing up. The first black doctor I ever met was when I was in college. So uh, it wow. really, uh, all the challenges aside, um, is something special to me to be able to, to just stand uh, on TV, to stand at that podium in the White House and have other wow. kids like me see that they can be the Surgeon General of the United States. Well, wow. sir, I got to tell you, it is exactly the way you're saying it is. It does send uh nothing nothing sends a clearer message than a picture and seeing you there it, it does wonders not only for young people but for those of us that's been around for a little while to see the advancements and and, and the overcoming and the power of dreams uh that can occur in a person and you're a fine example of that man and we applaud you for it and congratulations sir Hey, well, thank you for saying that, because a lot of people give me a lot of flack for uh, who I work for. And what I tell people is our issues are too important to take four years off from. And so I, I want your listeners to understand that, that, that hey, I, I am uh, the United States Surgeon General. I, I, I'm thankful that I was nominated um, and appointed by, by President Trump, but I'm the United States Surgeon General, and I'm here. Uh, you may have heard this phrase before. If you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And uh, yes, I'm going to make sure I'm going to make sure I'm at the table trying to fight for the issues that we care about, because I grew up poor. I grew up rural and I obviously grew up black. Uh, I talk a lot about my brother who actually uh, has struggled with substance use disorder. Uh, you all may have heard that my mother actually was in the hospital over Thanksgiving. She uh, fell at home and uh, was evaluated for a stroke and a hip fracture. So I, I know what it's like to deal with poor health and lack of opportunity, even as Surgeon General of the United States. So I'm going to keep fighting. And one of the things we got to fight for is to get people to understand we have the tools to overcome this COVID pandemic, but we need we need to provide people with the governmental and institutional supports to do the right thing. And then we need people to adopt the behaviors that will help us overcome this virus. It's got to be one, too. It can't be all on the people and it can't be all on the government. But together we can overcome this. So you you I've heard you speak before and 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 and, and you want to talk about uh, things that we can do. And you call them uh, the three W's. What are those three W's, sir? 
Well, one of the three W's is what your mother always told you. Wash your hands. Uh, another one of the three W's is to watch your distance. The way this virus spreads, like any other infectious disease, the closer you are to someone, the more likely you are to get it. So we tell people to stay six feet from others and to avoid people outside of your household whenever you can, and that will lower your chance of getting the virus. And the third W is wear a mask. And what I want people to know is that we've learned a lot about this virus in the past year. And one of the things that we learned is over 50% of the people spreading the virus actually are what we call asymptomatic, which means they don't have a, a fever, they don't have a cough, they don't have a cold. Steve, if you and I were in a room together and one of us had a cold, the other one would know it. I'd look right. at you and, and say, Steve, you ain't looking so good. Um, uh, you and I need to stay apart. You right. can't do that with COVID. And so, unfortunately, a lot of people are spreading it asymptomatically. And that's why we tell them to wear a mask. And the other important thing that I want people to, to really understand is that we are a week or so away from beginning to vaccinate people. But one of the greatest injustices in this country right now, and, and people don't appreciate this, is the differences in the number of people of color who get vaccinated versus uh, Caucasians. Uh, in any given flu season, about 50% of adults get the flu shot. Only about 40% of African-Americans do. And that results in thousands of black people dying every year from a vaccine-preventable disease. To me, this is a social justice issue because people are preying on our folks with misinformation that is causing them to lose their lives. So follow the three W's, get your flu shot, and I want everyone to know that when I can get a COVID vaccine, when they tell me I can get one, and trust me, I've seen uh, the data, I've worked with the companies, I've encouraged them to include um, African-Americans in their trials, and we've successfully gotten the numbers up. I believe this vaccine will be safe, and I will take it. And um, when they tell me my family can get it, my family will get it too. Okay, so, so let me wash, ask you this. Watch, watch, and I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, so you said, sir, that the vaccine is on the way. And you're saying yes. within a week they're going to be passing this vaccine out? Well, uh, they are going to be evaluating the Pfizer vaccine uh, this week. And it could be as soon as Thursday or Friday that they approve it or authorize it. And when they do, uh, we'll be sending it out within 24 hours. And what we're going to do is make sure people who are in nursing homes and long-term care facilities get it first. Then after that will probably be healthcare workers because our hospitals are being overwhelmed by COVID cases and we can't afford to lose a doctor or a nurse to COVID. And then after that, it will be people uh, in the next risk category, people with uh, comorbidities like diabetes, high blood pressure and lung disease. And so we want to immunize for impact. But again, a vaccine doesn't do anything if people don't trust it or won't accept it. Okay, uh, Surgeon General, hang on one second, sir. Uh, we'll be right back with more from Vice Admiral Jerome. Yeah. All right, we're back, everybody, and we're You're having a uh, real, really informative show. discussion with our nation's doctor, uh, Surgeon General uh, Vice Admiral Adams. So, Steve, the other thing I'm doing is working with uh, the Divine Nine. I'm working with faith-based organizations. I'm working with historically black colleges and universities to help people understand the process uh, and I don't want to get too deep here, but we remember Tuskegee. And uh, yeah. one of the things that we've got to do is acknowledge that people of color are right to have some distrust of mm -hmm. certain institutions. we got to acknowledge that. But then we also have to address it. We've got to tell them what we do now to make sure those types of things can never happen again. And we have independent data and safety monitoring boards. 
We have the Office of Human Research Protection. We have things in place, systems in place to make sure Tuskegee can never, ever happen again. Mm -hmm. And then we've got to engage with influencers. And I'm working with the NFL. I'm working with, uh, again, historically black colleges and universities, fraternities and sororities. We want people to, to ask questions. And don't ever be afraid to ask questions. Ask those questions and demand answers. And then I want you to know that I'm going to be there providing answers and encouraging my colleagues to provide those answers so you feel safe and so that you aren't disadvantaged by being distrustful of something that could actually save your life. So you're saying to us, predominant audience that listens to this show is a huge group of uh, African-Americans, uh, Latinos. We, we have a, a huge white listening audience, too. But overall, the scope is, is we have a, a very large uh, black listening audience. You're saying, though, that when this vaccine is released, that it's safe for people to take and they should lose their fear of getting vaccinated. I'm absolutely saying that. And let me tell you why. Well, when you hear fast track, you think that they've cut corners. Mm-hmm. The vaccine that they're, that they're using right now is 80 to 90 percent similar to vaccine technology they've been using for the last decade. So the science isn't new. Uh, they just substituted one part of the virus for another part of a different virus to create this vaccine. The science is solid. Uh, and number two, the corners that we cut were financial and administrative. Uh, we did not cut the, the process for the science and the safety is the same as it's been for any vaccine. But what we did is we just threw a whole lot of money at the problem. And we also started manufacturing early and we uh, made sure we cleared any administrative hurdles. So instead of it sitting on somebody's desk for three, four weeks, you get immediate, you. Uh, immediate, uh, an immediate look at things. And so that's that's how we sped up the process. And I believe it's safe. It's been proven to be over 90 percent effective. And again, the, the most reassuring thing I can tell you is that I plan on getting the vaccine on live TV when they tell me that I that, that it's my turn to get the vaccine. Hey, uh, Surgeon General, hang on one second. We're going to take another break and we'll be right back with more. This information is critical to our community. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. And uh, we've been having a really, really informative conversation with our Surgeon General. Uh, Vice Admiral uh, Jerome M. Adams. Now, this week is okay. National Immunity Flu. Okay, so Vice Admiral, this is what uh, I would propose to really help get our community locked into this. I would like to propose that if you were sincere about what you were saying, that the Steve Harvey Morning Show, those of us who are willing, mm-hmm. would volunteer to do, you know, a viral video to get it out there that we're taking the vac- vaccination from the Vice Admiral, uh, and, and I mean from the Surgeon General of the United mm-hmm. States, I think that would send a, a real clear message, especially to our community, because I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Let, let me ask you this question here, sir. What do you think is the proposed cost? Because I'm hearing free I'm hearing $10. What do you think would be the proposed cost for a person to get vaccinated? Vaccinated. Uh, We are doing everything within our federal authority and power to give it to people for free. So what what does that mean? That means we are we paid for the vaccine on the part of the federal government. The vaccine itself is free. We paid Mm -hmm. for the needles and the syringes and we're sending them out to people. So that's going to be free. But a doctor or a nurse 
can gotcha. charge you a certain fee to administer it, and it go. won't be any more than $10. But most people should be able to get it completely for free because their insurance will cover it. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. So okay. let me ask you this question. So I'm hearing two things. There's a there's a one-shot vaccine and there's a two-part vaccine. Which is it? Which one's is coming out by Pfizer? Which one's coming out by Moderna? Which which one is which? So the the first one that is expected to come out is the Pfizer vaccine, and that was shown to be 95% effective. That is a two-shot vaccine. You get one dose and then 21 days later you get the second booster dose the next vaccine that is uh teed up to come out is the moderna vaccine Mm -hmm. that again is 90 to 95 percent effective that is also a two-dose vaccine Uh, we're working with johnson and johnson to get their one dose vaccine ready but uh, that's not going to be uh ready for several weeks at least they're still doing the studies but if that one comes through the great thing is, again, that's one dose of a vaccine, so it's going to be easier for people. But what I, what I would say to people is whatever vaccine you can get, if it's approved by the FDA or authorized by the FDA, take whichever one they offer um, because you want that protection. Black people and brown people are disproportionately dying from this virus. And uh, if we authorize a vaccine, I can tell you it's going to be safe and it's going to be reasonably effective and that's the way we end this pandemic and get back to normal and i just want to hit on one other thing that's important to the african-american community mm-hmm. last week i put out a call to action on maternal health pointing out the fact that black women are three times as likely to die as white women from pregnancy related complications and mm-hmm. what does that have to do with covid well we know that covid puts you at higher risk for complications if you're pregnant number one and number two many women aren't getting their prenatal care because they're scared of COVID. So these disparities are going to become even greater. And the shocking thing is it doesn't matter how rich or famous you are. Beyonce Mm. almost died from preeclampsia when she was having her baby. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. Serena Williams, who I consider the best athlete in the world, almost died due to pregnancy-related complications. There's something about being black. Uh, and, And we have to dig into the bias, the racism that exists in our society. But we've also got to arm people with the facts to do what they can to protect themselves. So please tell people to go to SurgeonGeneral.gov, check out that call to action, as well as the one I put on uh, put out on blood pressure control in October, because uncontrolled blood pressure is going to kill more people this year than what COVID will, believe wow. it or not. And that also disproportionately affects African-Americans and Latinos. Wow. And I'll tell you, I was out giving flu shots wow. a few weeks ago. If any of you all haven't gotten your flu shot, now, this week is okay. National Flu Immunization Week, and I'm happy to come do that, too. Hey, uh, one more time. I hate to keep saying one more time, sir, but really, this is really valuable information for our listening audience. So if you could just hang on. We'll be back, everybody, with more from the Surgeon General. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. And uh, we've been having a really, really informative conversation with our Surgeon General. Uh, Vice Admiral uh, Jerome M. Adams. Okay, so Vice Admiral, this is what uh, I would propose to really help get our community locked into this. I would like to propose that if you were sincere about what you were saying, that the Steve Harvey Morning Show, those of us who are willing, Mm -hmm. would volunteer to do, you know, a viral video to get it out there that we're taking the vaccination from 
the vice admiral, uh, and and I mean from the Surgeon General of the United States, I think that would send a, a real clear message, especially to our community, because I don't I don't really have a problem with it. Let let me ask you this question here, sir. What do you think is the proposed cost? Because I'm hearing free. I'm hearing $10. What do you think would be the proposed cost for a person to get vaccinated? Vaccinated. Uh, we are doing everything within our federal authority and power to give it to people for free. So what, what does that mean? That means we, are, we paid for the vaccine on the part of the federal government. The vaccine itself mm-hmm. is free. We paid mm-hmm. for the needles and the syringes, and we're sending them out to people. So that's going to be free. But a doctor or a nurse can charge you. you a certain fee to administer it, and there it won't go. be any more than $10. But most people should be able to get it completely for free because their insurance will cover it. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. So okay. let me ask you this question. So I'm hearing two things. There's a there's a one-shot vaccine, and there's a two-part vaccine. Which is it? Which ones is coming out by Pfizer? Which one's coming out by Moderna? Which Which one is which? So the the first one that is expected to come out is the Pfizer vaccine, and that was shown to be 95% effective. That is a two-shot vaccine. You get one dose, and then 21 days later, you get the second booster dose. The next vaccine that is uh, teed up to come out is the Moderna vaccine. Mm -hmm. That, again, is 90 to 95% effective. That is also a two-dose vaccine. Uh, We're working with Johnson & Johnson to get their one-dose vaccine ready but that's not going to be uh ready for several weeks at least they're still doing the studies but if that one comes through the great thing is again that's one dose of a vaccine so it's going to be easier for people but Mm -hmm. what i what i would say to people is whatever vaccine you can get if it's approved by the fda or authorized by the fda take whichever one they offer um because you want that protection. Black people and brown people are disproportionately dying from this virus. And uh, if we authorize a vaccine, I can tell you it's going to be safe and it's going to be reasonably effective. And that's the way we end this pandemic and get back to normal. Okay, sir, tell our audience, what exactly will the vaccine do? So what the vaccine will do is express parts of the virus or things that look like the virus. So the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine uh, express what's called the spike protein, which is on the virus and not the full virus. So you can't become infected with COVID by getting the vaccine. I want people to know that. And then your body develops an immune response to that part of the virus so that when it is exposed to the virus, it then attacks the virus. And that's how vaccines work. We give you a piece of a virus or a virus that um, is attenuated or can't hurt you anymore to build so that your body responds to it and builds up immunity to it. And so that, that's what it's doing. And uh, these vaccines have been shown to be not only incredibly safe, but again, 90 to 95% effective. And I want you to understand that the flu vaccine uh, in any given year is only about 60% effective, which still is, is good enough to save many lives. But mm-hmm. these vaccines are 90 to 95% effective. So we can end this pandemic. But what I fear, what I fear is we'll have this vaccine and disparities will widen because, quite frankly, um, white people will get it and people of color won't. And you'll see people of color continue to die. That's wow. what I'm scared of. That's what I don't want to happen. And that's why I'm on your show today. But that's right. also why, again, I'm working with all these organizations 
to help promote confidence in this vaccine. So these vaccines that come out, that's two part. After a person receives the first part and one is a a 21 day wait with uh, Pfizer and another one is whatever the wait is between the waiting period. We are we to continue with the three W's wear a mask, watch your hands and watch your distance. Absolutely, because vaccines, even when you get them, they still don't ensure that you can't get infected by the virus. What they do is they decrease the chance that you will get sick, get hospitalized, and right. die. Symptoms. And right. they also, but you still can get infected. And remember, 95% still isn't 100%. So right. even if it's 95% effective, you could be in that 5% and you could get it and still be harmed. So we still need to follow the three W's. But what the vaccine does is it will decrease the number of people who get hospitalized. So our hospitals don't get over overflowed. They'll decrease the number of people who die. They'll decrease the spread. And my hope is that by summer of next year, um, we will have suppressed the virus to the point that uh, we can again get back to some sense of normal. But uh, we certainly, that'll start as soon as we get our vulnerable vaccinated, which is what we're going to start doing again, hopefully within a week mm-hmm. or two. Well, sir, uh, Mr. Uh, Doctor, well, what am I talking about? The Surgeon General, <laughs> uh, Vice Admiral uh, Adams. Good information. You've it's certainly so given us some yeah. amazing information, and we needed to hear it from you. And we thank you for coming on. Uh, We're definitely on this show and not holding against uh, who is in the administration (laughs) right now because you came on here and you spoke the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's all we've been wanting, just truth. Just Mm -hmm. tell us what it is. And for you to come on as the Surgeon General and uh, talk to us with such uh, compassion and concern for for people who look like you, it just really, really speaks volumes for the type of person you are. And on behalf of all of our listeners, and we really appreciate you, sir, and thank you for uh, all that you do. Hey, I appreciate it, too. I don't believe God puts you where you're going to be comfortable, but I believe God puts you where you're going to be needed. And I'm here because I feel like I'm needed. I'm going to keep working hard to protect all Americans but especially people who have been disproportionately hit by, uh, by health disparities. And unfortunately, that means black and brown people in this country uh, are going to get the bulk of my attention because they're who's hardest hit, but also people in rural areas, um, people, who, uh, uh, pe- people who, are, who are poor and disadvantaged. That's we've got to lift up. And I, I, I'm willing to work with you in any way we can to lift up those populations, Steve, give everyone the best chance to live their healthiest life. Well, I'm telling you, uh, I will volunteer to come and do something for social media with you. Um, Absolutely. You know, to do something big, take the shot. You administer the shot to me. I mean, I mean, I don't know what would make a better signal than to have a, a, a black man issuing yeah. the vaccine to another black person and, and they understand it. I, I, I just think it would speak volumes. And I'm not just saying it as a gimmick. I mean, you know, look, we're not going to make money off of this. We're trying to save lives here and get people exactly. not to be buried by ignorance. You know, and we all understand, like you said very uh, eloquently, what happened to Tuskegee. Well, we're not going to let that happen again, you know. And um, I, I, I just thank you, sir. And uh, hopefully, man, we can get um, uh, through this. And uh, Well, not hopefully, but we'll get through this. And um, maybe uh, we could do something with the morning show and really – uh, give this thing a, a big jump. 
Well, let's let's do it. Everyone um, be concerned about the numbers. Be cautious in your actions, but have confidence that we've got the tools to get through this. And uh, uh, the Surgeon General of the United States and the morning show are going to be right there alongside you all to make sure you're getting the tools and the information you need so that you can be healthy. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please uh, show your love. uh, The Surgeon General of the United States, Vice Admiral Jerome M. Adams. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You all take care. Wow, Thank you, you too. Yeah, I feel so much it. better. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so informed. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you for that very informative uh, interview, U.S. Surgeon General Jerome M. Adams. We thank you so much. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The holidays are here, and we're counting down to Christmas. We want to help you take care of your shopping list with $5,000. How about that? $5,000. We want to say thanks to our friends at Discovery Plus because we've got your chance to win, like I said, $5,000. Enter today and get official rules at steveharveyfm.com. Introducing Discovery Plus, the only streaming service with the greatest real-life entertainment and exclusive originals all in one place. Stream what you love on Discovery Plus. To enter and get rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. Okay, let's do Nicely it. done. Yeah. $5,000? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, it is time now for my strawberry letter. If you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buggle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, is he hunting deer or something else? Dear Stephen Shirley, I married my high school sweetheart, and we have one child together. We had joined the Coast Guard, he had joined the Coast Guard, and I chose to put aside my career plans in order to follow him around wherever he is stationed because I was very much in love with this man. We are now in a very small town, and I find myself lost and lonely. On his days off, he goes hunting with his buddies, and he just hangs around his buddies all the time uh, while I take care of our one-year-old son every day. Every time I ask him to spend time with me and our son, he always suggests that one of his buddies comes with us. I cooked our first turkey for Thanksgiving this year, and he insisted that we spend Thanksgiving at his buddy's house instead. I feel like he has neglected me, and I have complained to him about it, but nothing's changed. I am full of resentment now because... I I can't help but think I should have continued with my college classes and never married him. But I'm in this situation, so I have to make the most of it for my son. When I address all of of my concerns with him, he comes off very selfish, and our arguments have been really stressing me out. If it wasn't for the fact that he does really love hanging with his buddies, I'd think he was hunting something besides deer. If he's cheating on me then um, I will have to reconsider everything. At this point, I have no life and no friends in this area uh, that where we live. What is up with my husband? Please advise. Wow. Um, you're very much in love with him, you said. Um, 
First, I, I think you're concentrating on the wrong person here. I think you're concentrating way too much on him and, and not enough on you. I mean, you cannot change this man. Surely he showed some of these signs, you know, when you guys were dating. Um, and, and you gave up everything to be with him. You stopped college, everything. You know, that's one thing that, um, and I'll, I'll say this, women should never, you know, stop being who they are for a man. You should never stop doing that. Uh, if you want to change, you're going to have to be the one to do the changing. Uh, so far, all I see is you going along with everything he says and done. You cooked a turkey for your family. He insisted that you go over to his buddy's house for Thanksgiving. Uh, something's going on here. Either he doesn't like you, he doesn't enjoy you anymore, he's not into family, um, uh, and you're, you don't like any of this either. I mean, but you do. You go along with it. You go along with whatever he asks. You even gave up your career, like I said. Uh, meanwhile, he doesn't have to do anything to make you happy. I mean, you haven't said that he's done anything for you in this letter. You're miserable, and like you say, you're full of resentment now. Uh, I think it's going to stay that way unless you start changing some things about yourself. The only person you can change, we say this all the time, is yourself, by the way. Please stop being so agreeable. you got to learn to maybe negotiate, you know, uh, to get what you want. And if that doesn't work, then it doesn't sound like this is a man for you. And uh, you and the baby probably need to move on, okay? Steve? Okay. See, here's, because I'm from the country, I have such an, interesting knowledge about hunting. Mm -hmm. I don't like hunting myself. I've had to do it mm -hmm. many times when I was younger, but when I was able to make the choice, I didn't like hunting. It's, it's just not for me. But I'm going to tell you something about hunting. But we can get that into a second. Now, you married your high school sweetheart. He joined the Coast Guard. You dropped everything because you loved this man yeah. and you followed him. You gave up everything. So no matter where he went, was stationed, you went. On his days off, he goes hunting with his buddies, and he just hangs around his buddies all the time. And I take care of the one-year-old son every day. And then when you ask him to spend time with you and the boy, he suggests that uh, one of his buddies come with us. You got a couple problems here. Them damn deer and his buddies. Because he would one of them all the time. Now, that's a little odd right there. I cooked our first turkey for Thanksgiving this year. He insisted you spend Thanksgiving at your buddy's house. Now, ma'am, I'm not going to you know, judge your cooking. I don't know how you are. Well, this your first turkey. I don't know if he didn't had your other food and decided, you know, he wasn't going to do the turkey at the house, too. But I'm well. This ain't about your cooking. How dare you? <laughs> I, it ain't about your cooking. It's probably not a. But I understand the woman's hurting, yeah. and you should be, and because you complain and he's neglected you, and nothing's changed, and now you are full of resentment, and you should be, because you can't help but think you should have gave up everything and followed this man. But you know you're in love. That's what people do all the time. There is a way to correct this, but I'm going to give you some information when we come back about hunting that might be able to help. All right, Steve, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Is he hunting deer or something else is the subject? We'll get back into it right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, is he hunting deer or something else? Did we ever find out where this letter was written from? Yeah, Alaska. Alaska? Yeah. Alaska. What? Yes, Alaska. Well, hold on. That <laughs> changes everything. Hold on. So I have to do so. <laughs> so now there could be Alaska. I, it, it's Alaska. All the towns are small in Alaska. Uh-huh. And this changes the game. Because, see, I was going to give you some information. you very much in love with him. On his days off, he goes hunting with his buddies. And he just hang around them all the time. And y'all got a one-year-old son. Every time you ask him to spend time with y'all, he suggests that one of his buddies come along. Then this year, you cook your first turkey. First turkey. Probably, I don't know if you bought that turkey or he Look. went out and got it. Look. Hunt. Move on from the first turkey. <laughs> but you turkey, cook okay? your first turkey now, and he insisted that y'all go over his buddy house to eat. Now, Move let's on. not talk about the cooking. No. You know, maybe he no. don't want to try the turkey because he's I had your chicken. <laughs> and, and a turkey way bigger than a chicken. So if you can't cook a little ass chicken, he probably don't see no way in hell he's going to be able to enjoy this damn turkey. But that's neither here nor there. No, thank you. You gave up your life to follow this man, and now you regret it, and you're starting to feel resentment, and you should. Because you could have continued with your college classes and never uh. married him. But you're in this situation. It's hard to find somebody new in Alaska. It's just hard. You know, ain't no telling. I don't know where you're going to find nobody stuck. new in Alaska. Got some cold brothers up there. You're supposed to tell us about you know. hunting. Well, I'm going to tell you about cold hunting. Brothers. Now, for you to say that a man is hunting every weekend, if he was down in the lower 50 states, I would understand because hunting is seasons. If you, The biggest prize people hunt for down here is like deer, elk. Those are the big prizes down here. But those hunting seasons are very short. It's not all the time. You can't just hunt for deer any time up in here. You got to wait on the first frost to hit and stuff. You eat a damn deer in the summertime, your ass might not make it. So, you know, you it's a hunting season because it's very short. Now, you change the game when you say the man live in Alaska. Because, damn it, it's cold up there all the time. And I don't know what hunting, see, I don't know, elk, moose, <laughs> you know, she deer. deer. <laughs> you know, caribou. I don't know what y'all doing. Y'all up there, y'all up there whale hunting. You know, y'all down there otter hunting otter, eating beaver meat. It's too much. You know, you down there fighting them grizzlies. Here come them salmon making another run. So I don't know. He in Alaska. He hunting damn near every day. I'm. My question is, is he bringing anything home to eat? That's a good way to know if he actually hunting. Is blood on his knife? Is it blood on his clothes? Do he stink? Do he smell like deer musk? You know, you can't go over a woman's house and you done squirted deer musk on your ass. She's not going to let you stay. And I don't know if y'all ever smelled deer no, musk. Uh-uh. The scent of deer, like you spray it on your clothes in case you get caught upwind of the deer. And when it blow that way, it'll smell like mold deer. Instead of human, because uh, deer's nose is very sensitive to smell. If you upwind and your scent go down there, the deer run. 
So you got to spray deer scent on you. And I don't know if you know how deer smell, but them funky no. little somethings, though. Oh, oh, this ain't Rudolph now. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, this ain't no. Hey, can I can I drive this lady night Santa? No, they'll kill your ass. <laughs> so let's get to the problem. Really? The problem is you're not happy. You've approached him and talked to him about it, and then he talks to you and, and it's starting to stress you out. He comes off very selfish, and then our arguments have been really stretching you out. If it wasn't for the fact that he does really love hanging with his buddies, I think he was hunting something besides deer. He could just be hunting with his buddies. He could just be. But if you're unhappy, then you're unhappy. I, I don't know that it's a woman but he with his buddies. You're unhappy. Yeah. I don't you know, I don't know how you fix this with a person that's selfish. And then you're trying to stay with it because of your son. Your son is only one. You got a lot of years you got to stay with this if you staying with it just for your son. Where your mom and them stay? Is everybody you know from Alaska? <laughs> you need to get a ticket. You need to come down here to Florida, Atlanta. Get your ass some sun. Stop all this hunting. We got grocery stores down here. You go on in Publix and Ralph, Kroger. Get yourself turkey. something to eat. You buy no turkey over here cooking all that gamey ass food. That's what's wrong. He don't like you cooking. It's hard to cook elk. You got to know what you're doing. Everything he bring laying on the hood of the car. I ain't going out here gutting out no damn dinner today. All right, we got to go. Coming up in 46 minutes after the hour, Sports Talk with Junior right now. You open the elk. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, you ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's Junior with Sports Talk. What you got for us, Junior? Let's go. Well, first off, Shirley, let's give a round of applause to the Washington. Cleveland Browns. Oh, I'm sorry. Every day, I just wanted to give a shout out, man, and a congratulations to the Washington football team, man, for beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? What? There are no more undefeated teams in the NFL, thanks to Washington. I wanted them to stay undefeated. I did. (laughs) Ah, it's all good, man. Also, (laughs) no, I only know everybody to lose one that time. No, man, I wanted that brother, the coach, to go get the Miami record. Why not? Go tie it. Well, he ain't, so. Well, he can still get yeah. the Super Bowl ring, Tommy. That might be better than the record. Yeah, well, you get the ring if you win every game. Uh, <laughs> well, you from uh, Texas, you pretty much just hoping for anything. <laughs> I know it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, let's get this out real quick, man. LeBron James was spotted in L.A. driving his million-dollar black Porsche 918 Spider convertible. What? Top drop, giving wow. fans the thumb up. I, I, I didn't know that car cost a million. Yeah, it's, uh, Man, uh-huh. speaking That's of LeBron cool. James, we have to say congratulations to LeBron. Uh, he's one of yeah. Sports Illustrated's Sportsman of the Year, real the good. activist yeah. athlete, along with tennis champion Naomi Osaka and beautiful. Super Bowl quarterback uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, these athletes were uh, were dealt with the, they dealt with the pandemic, their participation in nationwide protests against the police brutality and racial inequality, and they pushed to get out the vote. So, man, congratulations to all of them. Yeah. They are all sportsmen of the year. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to the Texans. For what? what you, to the who? To the Texans. Who did he say? For the Texans. <laughs> okay. Okay. What will we do? He just okay. does that to get under Tommy. No, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there for you. I'm just trying to say something nice about your team. 
You ain't though. That's not what you're doing. That's not. That's not nice, Uncle. We ain't. We we ain't winning. You know what? You're gonna be down sooner or later. You can, you're kicking us when we're down. You're gonna be down. Sooner I ain't or later. kicking you when you're down. I'm from Cleveland. We we we've been down since uh, '64. <laughs> So I don't know what you don't understand. So this we knew the downness ain't deal with yeah. it. That's what See, I y'all knew to downness. I'm just trying to get you adjusted to it, how you'll be just having a happy-ass day, and then somebody bring it up. Congratulations to the Texans. And then you, for what? All right, thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, Dion Warwick at 80 years old just started tweeting. <laughs> we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, uh, some sad news out of Hollywood in entertainment news. Um, remember actress Natalie DeSalle Reed? Uh, she was famous for a yes. lot of movies and TV, but mostly for BAPS. All right, we yes. loved her with, with Halle mm-hmm. Berry in the movie. Oh, Baps. Halle's girl. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nisi and Mickey, yeah. the two of them. Uh, she was also was in How to, be a, How to Be a Player, and then mm-hmm. she was in the TV show Eve. And, uh, well, yeah. anyway, um, Nat- Natalie passed away from colon cancer. She was only 53 years old. 53. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lord, yeah. And it was a shocker. Yeah, another shocker. Um, yeah. Yeah. She had a private battle with uh, colon cancer. I was reading and Holly mm-hmm. Robinson Pete, she tweeted about her being a queen and her career yeah. and you just other celebrities who just, yeah, you know, of Whitley course, a shock and... about it, but just big fans of her. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Natalie. I did too. She was so I sweet. I loved her <laughs> as an actress. She was so funny in How to Be a Player. She was fun she was so to watch. Oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. she just radiated off the screen. And uh, mm-hmm. we're sending our condolences, of course, to Natalie's husband, her children, and uh, the Reed family. Rest in peace, Natalie. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a hard one. All right, we're mm-hmm. going to switch gears here, lighten things up a bit, though. In other entertainment news, the legend herself, Miss Dion Warwick, <laughs> Uh, is learning how to use Twitter. <laughs> and she's saying it may be one of the best things to happen to her in 2020. Uh, she's nearly 80 years old. She's up to speed now on Twitter. She tweets and everything. Uh, and now she started trolling, okay? <laughs> what? <laughs> first, first on her list, if you can imagine this, was Chance the Rapper. And uh, Dion said, if, you're, if you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put that in your stage name? <laughs> she going in now. Yeah, going yeah. Hard. yeah. Uh-huh. Next was the singer The Weekend, and Dion Warwick wanted to know why he went with that name. She tweeted, "It's not even spelled correctly." Uh, take a listen to her <laughs> response because people are saying it, it's not her doing the tweeting. So take a listen. Uh, uh-huh. Well, hello, and this is for all of you tweeters who have decided that I'm not tweeting my own stuff to you. I want you to know I am, and I'm getting a very, very, very good at it. You see, I have a wonderful niece. Her name is Brittany. And she said, Aunt Dion, you'll have a lot of fun if you get on this with me. I said, okay, teach me how to do it. And she did, and I am doing it. So that should quell all of you naysayers. And if it doesn't, deal with it. <laughs> oh, that's her. That's what I said. What I said. I didn't even know Deal what quail meant. I know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. she signed. She signed it. Uh, Dion the singer. <laughs> like Chance the rapper. Yeah, Chance the rapper.
they were all just honored that Dion even knew who they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, was I like, saw she that. knows who I am. Dion was like, of course I know who you are. In other words, I'm up on everything, you know? Yeah. I'm 80 years old, yeah, yeah or just made 80, but yeah. What, what's a you legend say, right there, baby. I'm, I'm probably have to follow it, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start talking on Twitter. Yeah, it's immediate. Well, yeah. yeah, you get immediate mm-hmm. feedback mm-hmm. for sure. I ain't got no time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just lie to yourself. Man, please. <laughs> well, I, well I your president like tweets that, all day. Yeah, all the time. That's how I don't want to do nothing presidency. he do. <laughs> okay, so then don't. Mm. <laughs> but I like the fact that Deanne is doing her own stuff, you know, and proud yeah, of cool. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she seems At like eight. she's having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, and happy 80th birthday to Deanne Warwick, too. I mean, that's slick. If you 85, something to do, keep you active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, that lady that's running against uh, Raphael Warnick, she going to have to get into Twitter or something because she looked like the most unexciting person. <laughs> she looked like a robot. Good Lord, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who, a lot of hair on her hair, yo. Who got her at gunpoint to walk out there? <laughs> All right, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, so you're wondering about Common and Tiffany Haddish. Are they still at it? What's happening? I wasn't wondering about it, but go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of people are, Tommy. A lot of people are. We're not well, they're still going. <laughs> they're still going strong. Uh, Common spoke about her on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. He called her his queen and shared how much he loves being with her. Take a listen. Aww. She's a wonderful human being. I truly, she's a true queen, and she just has a lot of love in her heart. And I'm open up and receiving and try to give as much love as I have in my heart. So yeah, the love, the love thing is. is I want to live in it. I, I like being a part of love and, um, and you know, expressing that. Wow. Yeah, we love love. That's so, yeah, that's so sweet. Male interpretation, anybody? Yeah, I uh, want to hear what you guys think. I'm going to pass on this one. Y'all go ahead, Uncle Junior. No, I mean, Have you ever said cool. those words? Have you ever said those love? words? Oh, yeah, yeah. About, your, about her being a queen and you're open to receive love. I mean, have mm-hmm. you been that vulnerable talking about it? I haven't been that poetic, but I've said it, you know. He, you, you know what have you said? You know, he's a what poet. I, I mean, I've been open life. about how I feel about Marge. I think it's cool what they got. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I think it's love, super love. cool. I love I Common, more, I man. That's Mormon a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mormon should do that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Be open. There's nothing wrong Be with it at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see, I don't think it makes you vulnerable. The only thing it makes you vulnerable for a social media attack yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 33 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, it's time for Steve's favorite segment. It's called Ask the CLO. Now, Steve, you ready? Are you ready? Stay ready. All right. Here we go. This one is from Tab in D.C. Uh, Tab says, I'm 49 and I'm dating a man that's 74. Okay. He looks like he's my age, and he's very athletic and energetic. We have a big problem in the bedroom, and it's not what you think. His problem is that he doesn't know when to stop. The sex can go on for an hour, and I have to work, run errands, and do other stuff, so he needs to wrap it up sooner. He admitted that he's on medication, and a side effect is increased sexual desire. Desire. He's called me a lightweight 
and said he'll have to find someone else that is up to the challenge. I hate it when he says stuff like that. Do you think he's just joking? <laughs> well, let's go over a couple things. <laughs> first, that. first of all, first of all, the 74 and last too long in medication, he's lost feeling in certain areas. <laughs> So oh, the last and longest, don't worry. He done lost a lot of feet. He none. So don't worry about that. That, that all that on, hours pop, pop. and all that. Yeah, you know, you know, you need to pick up pay. You a lightweight. I need to get somebody else. And the other thing you said was you 49 and he's 74 and he looked your way. Now hold up. <laughs> You're not going for it. You're not. He's athletic and energetic, she says, Steve. He's 74 uh-huh. and he looked your age. Or what? <laughs> Yeah. He's 74, and you look his age. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. See, I'm oh, just, she I just looked say that. that. Well, I looked at all of it when you asked me something. We in here problems. Because he might not be all that athletic and energetic. Just your ass is older than 49 physically. And maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe you thinking he more than he really is because you ain't what you saying you are. Let the church say amen. Let's move on. Amen. Amen. Amen Sometimes the answer is in your own damn question. I believe her. Uh, Maybe she ain't athletic. She ought to get athletic. She would be more like 49. Most 49, your women still got it. So she ain't. Well, well, he's 74. Well, he got medication you know. that increases his. That's Viagra. That's yeah. what that is. No, what it's else is it? It increases your sexual, sexual desire. desire. What else? Uh, what are you taking? Yeah. Once again, if you have something else, sir, please write into this show. <laughs> this became another segment. Man, because yesterday some dude took a shot. Yeah. <laughs> what? In the strawberry letter, yeah. A shot. And he wasn't going through that pain no more. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Coming up, it's our last break of the day. It's last. I mean the absolute last break of this damn day. That's Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) And some closing remarks we will have from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 Minutes Closing. (laughs) Right after this. So I like that. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, listen, before we get out of here and get to Steve's closing remarks, we definitely want to say thank you to the U.S. Surgeon General, Jerome M. Adams, who was our special guest today, gave us some much needed, some vital information. Yes, vital information. Very informative. So good. About COVID-19 and the vaccines and everything coming up. We're going to take it together, y'all. Sure. I, yeah. yeah, I think we it. should. I think we Let's should. Yeah. I think we I should. I mean, you know, I offered it to him, you know, yeah, you and yeah. I said for all and of us, open. you know, because I know yes. we've been having discussions about it. Yeah. Yes, we have. The yeah. safety, the safeness of it. The, the, What's the, it going to mm-hmm. do? The repercussions, you know, the, the side effects. And, side effects. I mean, you know, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me not to. I've taken yeah. flu shots before. And he said you those know, were only 60% and, and right. uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. I don't know. I think I've had the flu once in my life, I think, the mm-hmm. flu. Yeah. Just once, mm-hmm. then? Yeah, that's all I can remember. Least, that I remember. I don't really get sick. I got real sick in L.A. Shirley, remember that time? Yeah. My eyes got eyes, real red yeah. on the radio. I don't know what other. I was yeah. like, look, you're sick. You need to go lie I mean, down. I mean, it happened all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And, man, I got home, and for three days, man, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. You know what I think, man? I think I had COVID then. 
Especially the virus, some kind yeah. of COVID type virus. Oh, man. As I was saying, we want to say thank you to the U.S. Surgeon General Jerome M. Adams. And now tomorrow, our special guest will be the Reverend Raphael Warnock. Okay, oh, he wow. will be Let's on go, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Yeah. And uh, early voting, uh, since I brought that up, early voting starts December 14th through the 31st. And then January 5th is the uh, election day, 2021. And uh, we got to say, we want to vote for you, Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff, okay? So let's go, Georgia. Let's early vote. Hey, Georgia, we've got to vote. This is really important. And it's going to send a clear message. These are my closing remarks to you. This is going to send a clearer message than we've ever sent before. We sent a powerful one to Washington, D.C., but we can send an even more powerful one if we show up in this runoff election and we are the determining factor when they start counting these votes again. If they count the votes and they say Fulton County, Cobb County, uh, DeKalb County, when they save all those counties for last and they start counting them votes, they will see again, not only do black lives matter, but that black lives matter more than you may have ever thought because now our vote matters. And when your vote matters, they have to consider your life then because your vote affects theirs. And there's nothing negative against non-African-Americans. We're not voting to take anything from anybody. We are voting to have what's rightfully ours, the same privileges and the same rights that you have. That's all Black Lives Matter is saying, is can our lives matter just like yours? Well, once we show you that our vote matters just like yours, I think those two things start to go hand in hand. Now, will we always have racism? Yes, we will. Will we always have the ignorant amongst us and no matter what you do, they're going to think they're better than you? That's going to be always with us. I don't expect that to go nowhere. But I'll tell you what, though. We're going to keep on getting our slice of the pie. And, you know, we're going to be as gracious as we've always been. Sometimes that's hard, y'all, when somebody been oppressing you for so long. But if you can just maintain, cast your vote, be dignified, be the best person you can. This, you can win this thing. We can win this thing. Martin Luther King said a long time ago, I may not get there with you, but we as a people will get to the mountaintop. Don't you think we're not? We're not there yet, but we're climbing. And we have a lot of people who have recognized that too. The Black Lives Matter movement got a lot of push from a lot of non-African Americans, y'all. And that's the beginning of some great things to happen. And this man losing the, not only the electoral vote, but the popular vote by six, seven million votes, that's a clear message that a lot of people sick. Seven million votes. But now listen to this. He also has 70 million people that voted for him, too. So we got to ever stay watchful. We got to ever stay present. It ain't over. There is an element there that has reared his ugly head, and we've got to be conscious and aware of what's going on, y'all. So stay prayed up, stay together, work as a unit, keep striving. 
keep doing the things that's necessary to better yourselves. If it's education, stay in school, go to school. If it's getting the proper training, do it. If it's following your dreams and opening that business, do it. If it's fostering and developing that entrepreneurial spirit, do it. Do whatever you got to do to better your position in life. Keep talking to God. God would love to hear from you. He appreciates you, and he's there and a very present help in a time of need and trouble. And God has gotten me through a lot of things. He can do the same thing for you. He's done it for so many people. But, y'all, faith without works is dead. We got to get to the polls. We got to put in the work like we did before, but we got to do it a little bit more. A little bit more, y'all. Let's get to the polls. And let's put Raphael Warnick and John Ossoff in two Senate seats in Georgia. Bye, Donna. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 